Welcome to the Dose of Caesar, the podcast that talks to world travelers from all walks of life to uncover what they've learned and how travel has impacted their life. My guest today is Guillermo Terrazas. Guillermo, aka Memo. Should I call you Guillermo or Memo? You can call me Memo. Yeah, my friends call me Memo. Okay. <laughs> Okay. is He is a software engineer who has served as a back-end developer for several large companies, including Expedia Group and Cloudera. He earned his bachelor's degree in computer science from the University of Texas at Austin and the past, in the past has also done research at, at Harvard University. Currently, he works as a software engineer at Twitter. Uh, Guillermo, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Thanks so much for having me, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to begin by asking you um, about your childhood. Um, when you were growing up in El Paso, uh, who did you look up to? What, what people did you look up to? Um, I mean, if we're being, you know, really, really honest, I didn't really, um, have that many like good role models, um, for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I, um, I guess you could say like the, you know, closest I did have to that was, uh, Michael Jordan. Like <laughs> my cousins were always talking about like, Oh, like, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. And even as a kid, like, I didn't, I didn't really understand even like what it was that he, like, yeah, he, he played basketball, but like, I didn't, I didn't really have any context, like yeah. as to his championships or his MVPs, but like my cousins, um, what I would just say like, yeah, like Michael Jordan says, if it's impossible, like you can do it and things like that. I'm like, cool. Like Michael Jordan's cool. And like, that's, that's kind of what I got going. Right. <laughs> but, um, as far as like, as far as like, um, academics and school and things like that, I didn't, I didn't really, um, I don't really um, have those people or, or was exposed um, to those kinds of people, um, which is, which is kind of what I wanted to do. Right. So um, yeah. Just yeah. Kinda and um, I, I was going to, I wanted to ask you, uh, Oh my God, I'm just, I'm about to forget my question here. No, well, I was going to ask it, but there was nobody who lived the life that you thought um, I kind of want to live like their life, not even people that you saw on TV um um yeah no that's interesting that's interesting because yeah. you ended up going to ut and um your sister told me that nobody um you were the first to go to college in your family is that true i was yeah i was the first one to um <clears throat> leave leave the city and um yeah study at a university and get a degree and all that um so yeah like i said it's um it's pretty wild not to really like have anybody to like lean on to like um ask for advice right um and things like that for sure um so what what uh what what made you go to ut because you could have just gone to utep that's the easy thing and what made you even go to college <laughs> like you know i'm sure your parents were telling you to go to college but no role models around you yeah um I uh, originally really wanted to go to Cornell University um, in uh, Ithaca, New York. Um, you know, it's an Ivy League school. That was like my dream for for like a long time when I was in high school. Um, and, you know, when I was in high school, I um, like I was part of the international baccalaureate program. So like the constant theme there, uh -huh. um, you know, throughout the program was go to college. And if you're going to go to college, go to really good college. That's why you're here. That's why that's where you're taking all these hard classes. That's why you're doing all these hard homeworks. That's why you're doing all these hard projects so that, um, you can earn a spot at like an elite university that'll facilitate your life, um, you know, throughout the rest. Um, and, um, yeah, you know, as uh, things went by, I, um, applied to the university of Texas. I think it was around like 
it was like very early in like my senior year. It must have been like mm-hmm. August, maybe. Like it wasn't even like like yeah, I just started. Um, so I said, okay, I'm gonna apply to the University of Texas and you know Cornell University. Yeah. And the University of Texas was just a lot easier to apply to because it was in Texas. They didn't really like ask um, ask um, as many questions um, as you know Cornell would have. So Cornell took me like a longer time to apply because there was there was more essays and you need to get like way more referrals and things like that. So I was like, cool, I'm going to apply to UT Austin first. It's like, it's close to home. Mm -hmm. It's uh, ranked um, nationally in, um, you know, what I wanted to do then was um, aerospace, you know, engineering. I wanted to be an astronaut. So it's like, that's what I'm going to do. It was like ranked, not like, like number three in the nation. Um, The head of the aerospace department at the university of Texas had been the director of NASA had been the director of the Air Force, um, had been a counselor to the president of the United States, um, you know, regarding aerospace, uh, you know, defense and things like that. So I said, that's probably a person that I want to be around, right? So um, mm. I applied to the to to there, and um, within like two or three days, I got a yes from UT. Like I hadn't even finished my application to Cornell, and I had yeah. like I had I I already had this opportunity, and um, into aerospace, like, right? into aerospace yeah into aerospace um at the university of texas and um you know like i said before i could even wrap up my application to cornell i had already had this yes and like the more i thought about it like you know i don't i didn't i didn't really have any um financial resources for myself to go to college so the more i looked at cornell the more i was like that seems pretty expensive um Mm. and it was it was it was um still nationally ranked but not as high as ut so i thought like why would i why would i go so far Mm. um for like uh you know a program that's less ranked than the program that's not down the street but like you know comparatively it's way closer um yeah and it has like incredible sports right like yeah, it's, I mean, it's a great um, school, huge. It's got so much to do. It's it's, uh, it's got everything for anyone, like any interests. They probably have exactly. a club, you know. Exactly, exactly. There's there's everything. There's academics. There's like groups. There's like parties. If you know. If oh yeah, the, <laughs> the whole all that stuff. Did you visit so, like, UT experience. before you went? I did. I did. I got to visit once with my with my family. Um, mm. They were um, yeah. They asked me. They're like, hey, so um you know do you want like a laptop for your senior year of high school or or do you want to make a trip we we only really have cash for for one and i was like no let's go to ut like i really want to go check it out and it was it was it was just like a small um, introductory you know program to aerospace um and that's yeah. that's like where i met a couple of the professors and where i heard about um about hats mark the guy the uh, you know professor that i mm-hmm. that i spoke about um, that has so much experience and i was like like wide at, I was like, this is incredible. This is awesome. <laughs> and I feel like that visit really kept like the, you know, momentum going for me um, throughout my senior year to kind of wrap it up in like a, like a high tone. Um, and wow. yeah, yeah. Be excited for college. <laughs> no. Yeah, man. You know, I really resonate with that because I had a similar experience end of my junior year of high school, my mm-hmm. English teacher or not my avid teacher, Mrs. Luna made me apply for this summer program at UT. I was dead set on going to UTEP. I was like, no, like college is college. And I mm-hmm. go to UT and I always consider that like my first study abroad for a week. It was like all paid expenses. Mm-hmm. It was like the, the business right. school. And 
boom, my eyes open up because they, during that week they had a whole, you know, in the plaza where they bring out all the clubs, they, they have all the tables and like all the clubs you can join the organizations. And, um, there was like a big fairs, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was a meditation club and I had just gotten into meditation, but in El Paso, I didn't know a lot of people who were into meditation and there was a whole ass club over here, but it was, it was a number of things. But I remember that particular moment. I think it was like the third day I was, I was just like, wow, UT's got so much like opportunity, so much, so many people that I could resonate with and that I could learn from. Um, yeah. And so what you're talking about, you know, this professor that, you know, that finally there's somebody you can look up to. Uh, yeah. It's it's a crazy yeah. feeling because you're like, I got to, I don't know how, but I got to get here. I got I to, yeah. and you were already going to go. So I'm sure yeah. senior year was just like, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it really was. How do you, you go to UT and you, um, you're studying or you're in the aerospace program. What happens yeah. that you transition to computer science? Yeah. Um, so as part of the aerospace, you know, program, um, there's like a computer science course within it just to teach you how to program in case mm. you ever want to go into, you know, programming rockets or programming, you know, spaceships or satellites and things like that. Um, and this, this actually happened um, the spring semester. And so I had already been at UT for one. Um, and yeah, you know, when I, when I took that course, um, I, things just came so easily to me. Like I was doing like the extra credits. I was like, you know, doing extra parts for like the projects. I was helping others. I was like tutoring others within, within that class. Wow. Um, and that wasn't happening in like orbital mechanics or like calculus three or like physics yeah. three. Right. Like I was like really grinding it out and like, really like, this isn't. I don't enjoy this. And like mm. I said, in my other course, I was, um, I was just like breezing through it. I was like flying through it. I was like, wow, this is, this is pretty great. Um, and additionally, um, like I was, I was part of like a little organization that, um, you know, for like future astronauts of UT or something. Mm. And we, we all took a trip down to NASA, uh, Johnson space center down in Houston for like, oh, for like a weekend, just to kind of chat with like uh, the people that work there, astronauts, meet some people, um, and yeah, you know, we all, we all went down there and, uh, you know, during the trip, it just, it just all didn't really feel right. Like the, the astronauts and the staff weren't, were, were very, were very negative, mostly because of like the cuts in like the federal budget. Right. Mm. They, they kept on saying like, Oh, like five years ago, like we, we also own like that big warehouse and we were, we were, you know, launching so many satellites. We had a hundred astronauts. Now it's only like. 10 and like maybe five within like the next year oh my god <laughs> i know really so, bursting uh, your bubble <laughs> exactly yeah so like as as a person that was there to aspire to one day be there and work so hard things didn't really make sense um and then it, it also kind of hits you like you're, you're not just competing with the people at, U, at ut you're competing with every other student that's trying to become an astronaut in the country that's that's a lot of people for mm. what is what did she say five five positions yeah. right and it is literally rocket science that we were studying and <laughs> like to study rocket science and not get to where you want to be, you know, statistically speaking, that, that would have crushed me. So I, so I kind of, you know, took all those experiences and said, well, look, I'm going to just walk into the, you know, computer science, uh, you know, course. Um, 
And if if one day I want to work for NASA, they're also hiring computer scientists. So yeah, it just kind of seemed like a smart bet for me, right? Um, and I did I did that. <laughs> wow, and there was like a, there was real no real hesitation. Um, because like a lot of people um, struggle with like I came here and I decided I was going to do this, yeah. and some some parents might even say you're giving up, you know. But it depends on what kind oh, of parent yeah. you have. Yeah, no, my my parents, um, you know the the um like the program for computer science within the university of Texas isn't, um, under the engineering college. Right. Mm, so I yeah. told my parents, I'm like, Hey, like I'm going to move to this career. And they're like, wait, it doesn't have engineering in it. Like, like the uh, name, right. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. the word, like, like, why are you doing <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, like, why? Like, like you're over there, you know, risking all this, um, so that you could be an engineer right and you're mm-hmm. telling us that you're not like why that that doesn't really make sense and i and i was and yeah like so i i had to step back and consider that as well but um in the end like i was the one that was gonna reap the rewards or sow the failures you know so yeah um, so i was like no this makes sense to me and like i said um it was it, it was just so fun for me and i was good at it um Wow. And so you go, you, you move over to the computer science school and, uh, it's, it's just a, it's a breeze. What's the dream? What's the goal after college? What are you thinking? (laughs) Well, it's funny that you say that because the course that I took when I was in in, um, aerospace, that was a breeze for me was like, not what I (laughs) like, not what I walked into, into computer science. Right. So I walked into computer science and I was like, bam, like it's actual computer science, not just like, not just like softballs with like, yeah. yeah, here's, here's some computer science. No, this was like, like the legit deal, like starting to actually understand like ones and zeros and like how computers work and like an architectural level. Um, and that's completely different, right. From the other course that I took. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think, um, like the first few classes that I took after that, I was like, what did I get myself into? Like, I just left engineering and now I'm in this computer science thing and it's like super hard. Um, but um yeah luckily i um i was also part of like an organization um for you know minorities within computer science where where where, like i found a good crew um i found uh i found a few friends that were you know kind of also like in a similar position and and we all just kind of helped ourselves to you know study and to view things from like a different perspective if if like we were having a hard time trying to understand some concepts um yeah i uh, hung out with some pretty smart people that um Mm. That helped me understand some concepts too, and um, just I try can relate to, yeah, to that. Keep pushing forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can relate to smart people helping <laughs> you out. Um, but but I'm I'm interested in what the what's the motivation? Because you, I mean, it's it's now it's difficult, right? And now it's difficult. Yeah. It got super hard. And you said you mentioned that you didn't have a lot of money to begin with. Um, so yeah. I'm sure you're living the college student life of like, uh, not a lot of money. And so what yeah. ke- what's keeping you going through all this? Cause, and also, I mean, your, your parents are like, they don't understand and yeah. you haven't had somebody to look up to but you have these friends now and what keeps you going? What's the motivation? Yeah. Um, well, I feel like, um, I've always, I've always seen what a life without, um, an education can be like, like, mm. like my father's, he's a, he's a truck driver. Um, and it's just, it's just a rough life. Like you just, um, obviously constantly driving he doesn't really have control over like when he can be at home with us he doesn't really have control over like being there for christmas or being there for our birthdays or being there for for anything really like if 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 
if we if, if we want to take a vacation, it's going to be really hard to schedule. Um, and yeah, he just he just constantly grinds and um, barely making ends meet, right? So it's like, hmm. um, like I didn't I didn't really want that for like you know myself, and I also wanted to um, make sure that like if I did make it, like I could I could get back and help my family out, right? So it, yeah, it also kind of felt like it was like 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 my success was kind of hinging a little bit on like on like you know them as well that i could like go back and help out as as opposed to like oh he 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 went and then he came back and nothing happened like yeah. he didn't really make something of himself like he's just gonna come back to like the room that he was in and not really do much um mm, and like do... now <laughs> yeah yeah like my my goal was to like I want to, I want to help my dad, um, to just have one less thing to worry about and not necessarily like, Oh shit, he's going to come back and it's going to be the same. And I'm going to have to keep driving for the rest of my life. Right. As, as, as opposed to like he left and he came back and we were all better for it. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a hell of a motivation right there. And, you know, from talking to your sister, Paula, interviewing her, one of the things that came up in our interview is how much she admires you and how much she looks up to you and how much you've helped her. So it's incredible to hear that like this was the motivation and you ended up doing it. But one one specific thing she mentioned was uh, when she would get rejected from internships, you were the guy who would keep her going because I asked her what what happened. So what kept you going through rejections? And she said, my brother, because he, she said something along the lines. He would say, I would tell him I got rejected from like my dream job. And he would say, okay, get back up, keep going. And so I wonder, is this the mentality you had for yourself um during college as well when you were applying for jobs and internships um yeah one one thousand percent um i feel like like even er, like even super early on when i was um you know doing aerospace like i actually failed my first calculus exam and i have a copy of it i got a i got a <laughs> 60 on it which is which is a failure do you have it framed um, no, I don't. I, I don't, but I have it. Um, okay, okay. I kept it. Yeah. <laughs> what I did though was, um, I like I taped it to like the top of my bed, actually. Oh. <laughs> so I would like wake up every day and, and like see it and be like, that's, that's, that's not what I'm going to be here about. Like, like I, I have to be better than that. Like there's, there's, um, um, I just, I just, I have always kind of had that mentality. Like the world doesn't really care if you like fail like if 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 you fail and you sulk and you're sad and you don't apply to anything else or like if you don't try or like if you quit school the the sun is gonna rise the next morning just just the same as if you decide to be like no like i'm i'm not gonna focus on that and just keep trying right like mm -hmm. um um yeah, like, like, you know, kind of in the same spirit, I, I, I have a list of companies that I've applied to and have, you know, rejected me and it's way longer than the ones that I've um, said yes to, but guess what, like the ones that I've, that um, say yes are, are, are like the only ones that matter, right? Like the ones yeah. that said no, it's fine. Um, like I said, nobody, nobody really cares. And if you kind of sit there and, and like cry or, you know, whatever, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's going to be just yeah, nobody, nobody really cares. So you, so, so, so you might as well like, um, forget about it and just try again. That's a, that's an awesome way to, to look at it. Uh, you, besides this, I mean, what a failure, right? The, like that first <laughs> test that like it helped change everything for you in a way. Yeah. Oh, oh man. So much, so much, because, you know, when I was in high school, I, I, I was used to being like the A student, like the person that, that mm. just, 
you know, I, I didn't know what like a great lesson like a 90 was in high school. Like I was I was always like, um, you know, the one that was getting like the highest grades. Right. I was like um, number number 13 in, my, in you know my class out of like, I don't know, however many hundreds. So I, I, I was always like really um, <clears throat> up there. So I move cities. I start college. And you're telling me that I'm getting a 60 in my first test, even though I studied, even though I tried so hard, like this, yeah. like, this is, this is really how it starts. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, um, why, why that was, whether it was just like high school was maybe easier content. Maybe UT was just like way harder. Maybe it was like stress that I had just moved. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it was, but, um, I remember, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I got my test back and I just like, I, I, I like cried home basically. <laughs> oh what? man. Like, yeah. Like, what is this? Yeah. But, um, yeah, like I said, you cannot like let, let those things, you know, define you at all. Like if anything, you know, like I said, it like really motivated me to, to the point where I like take it to like the place where I would see it when I would wake up and be like, this is, this is not what I'm going to be about. Like, so instead of like playing video games or instead of like, you know, whatever you were, you were trying to do, you're going to wake up and you're going to see that you need to be better. <laughs> you <Yeah>. just try harder. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so uh, you started to try harder and you get, you get better grades. Did you ever consider studying abroad or did you study abroad while you were, uh, at UT? Um, I did consider it. Um, I had actually signed up for a study abroad program for computer science in Germany um, Luxembourg, we were going to do a, a semester out there. Um, yeah, like I had signed up, I had kind of accepted, but then the bill came like the, <laughs> like the, yeah, basically yeah. the bill that said like, this is how much it's going to be. And there's no financial aid for this for you. Um, mm. and so it you just can... wasn't a reality for me. It just, it just was out of, out of reach for me personally because of my yeah. financial situation, um, which, like I said, was, was, was a huge bummer. Cause I was hoping to get some sort of financial aid. Um, and like I said, I had already gone through like the orientation to like meet the people that were going. Cause I had been accepted as well. Wow. Um, I, I had already like looked into the course. I was like super ready to go. I was like Germany. Like I had already researched like, in um, you know, Google, like what, what things to do around there. But there was like the black forest of Germany that was down the street. I was like, oh my God, like this is going to be so great. Man. Yeah what uh what what did that teach you because that's i understand that whole hype before you're going <laughs> but i you know not getting to go what does that what lesson did that yeah. teach you what did it do well it 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 um it like made me really sad obviously because like yeah. i was super stoked um i um you know previously to that i had only ever been in juarez mm. and um you know here in the u.s like like i had never been to like a new country like i had never like been been anywhere else really um so i was i was super stoked to go and um yeah i don't know i guess i had always um like i've always kind of been in those kinds of like you know this this just how it is it's just out of your financial reach i've been exposed to those kinds of situations before um and you know i would say for sure that's kind of one of the motivations to just like keep on grinding and make it so that you break out of that cycle of like oh I can't because I don't have money. Right. Um, yeah. so, so you can't go to, you, you can't go to Germany, but later on you end up going to, uh, Harvard. How do you, how did that come about? Was it in college or after college? 
No, it was uh, it was my junior year of college. Actually, I um, um, as part of like the computer science program, like like once a week, we would all get like a info letter on like, hey, like you know, students, these are all the internships that you should apply for, or you know, whatever. And of course, I applied to a bunch, um, in, you know, including Harvard. And I, I actually got a call back from Harvard. And I was like, this is okay. This is, this is pretty great. <laughs> That's and, awesome. Um, yeah. And I think that one of the reasons that, that they picked me is that like, I got, I got very lucky because, um, the program was geared towards people who like legit had no experience. Like that was one of the requirements. Like we want people who like legit have no experience to give them an opportunity to put something on their on their resume right like most, yeah. most internships and stuff like that are like oh you need some experiences like well how can i it's it's like a chicken and egg problem right like well how do you want me to, to you know get that if if i can't work like yeah you know? yeah so i got i got super lucky and yeah i got to spend um four months um at uh, harvard up north um writing software for four months. Months, yeah yeah Dude, so you did end up studying abroad, and how was how was your study abroad? I guess so. I guess <laughs> in, so. in in like, but I guess in in Harvard. I mean, that's that's incredible. How was that experience like? You're there for four months. That's that's awesome. Did you? Yeah. yeah. How would you describe? Yeah, it, it was. Um, well, it was like my first internship and like actual working experience. So it was. Um, it was it was it was pretty great from that you know from that standpoint. I um, my my mentor was um was pursuing his his phd at the university of boston and he was one of the he's he's one of the smartest um most poised people that i've ever met hmm. um and he's he's just been incredible um ever since we actually still keep in touch but um oh, that's incredible. It's, it's been great yeah like i said i was um i was writing software for for him actually to to sort through nasa um, you know, NASA files of like, you know, readings on the earth of like different, different temperatures for different days for different, um, different frequencies. So I was, I was tasked basically to just write a program for, for him so that he could, you know, pursue his uh, PhD a lot easier as opposed to having to go through like the NASA archives and things like that. He could just use my program and say, Hey, like I, I need some information or, or, uh, you know, particular piece of data from this day to this day with these frequencies or, you know, whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. Um, so it was, it was, it was nice to help him out in that, you know, regard as well. And just meeting people that I actually still keep in touch with, um, from all over the yeah. country, right. Or all over. Yeah. The it was, it was people from all over the world, actually. Wow. Um, and some people from Puerto Rico. Um, but, um, actually, yeah, I guess, I guess Puerto Rico is part of the country. Um, so <laughs> it was people from the U S but, uh, yeah, oh, yeah but it's, it's just and, a territory. and like half of them, yeah. And, and like half of them were, were from, you know, Puerto Rico too. So got to meet a bunch of people that way. Um, you know, it was, yeah, my first exposure to like learning things outside of like, uh, you know, traditional school setting where you, yeah. where you, where you study and then you take an exam. It was just more like, okay, this is like kind of like the real world ish. Like you get some requirements and you need to figure it out. Mm. Um, but yeah. And, and you're also outside of Texas. I don't know if you had, you traveled outside of Texas before that. I mean, I know you went to Juarez. Yeah. Uh, very, very few times. I mean, when I went to Disneyland in, in California, when I was younger, yeah. things like that, but never actually like been outside and, um, to like, live. I'm like cute. Exactly. Exactly. To, to just yeah. like live. Um, um, but, uh, culturally, was... did anything stand out culturally? 
like uh, I know it's the United States, but it's it's the North. And and you said, I mean, you have people from Puerto Rico, and I'm wondering if you yeah. saw anything that was interesting that stood out about the people. Um, I I wouldn't necessarily say so as as much there. Um, mostly like I said, yeah, because it was mostly you know people from like the U.S. as well, but um, um. And, you know, cause I had already been at UT for like mm-hmm. a bit, like, like I didn't really, um, see like, Oh, like this is, this is a little bit more different. Right. Um, yeah. um I w- will note though, that like the Spanish or my Puerto Rican, um, you know, colleagues was, um, was very, very different to mine. Um, you know, uh, a Spanish from Mexico, um, which is, which is interesting because although they used a lot of different words for what they were speaking about, mm-hmm. um, like I could still understand it. Right. Like, you know, Spanish is a beautiful thing, like yeah. whether it's, you know, a Spanish from Spain or from Costa Rica or from Puerto Rico, even though they use way different words, like you still understand what's happening. Yeah. Um, sometimes you just so, have to ask yeah. like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But even with like the, you know, contextual, um, you know, with like the context of whatever you guys are talking about, you can maybe figure it out. Right. And so for that, that's, that's neat. (laughs) Wow, man. That's, I I found when I read that you, uh, you went to Harvard, I was like, this is so, uh, so cool. (laughs) Cause I've, I've always wondered, I've always wondered what it it would be like to go to Boston, right? It's Boston. Yeah. Boston. Boston Boston cream pie. Is that a thing? It is, yeah. <laughs> is it good? <laughs> yeah, buy Boston cookies. Um, yeah, it is. It is actually. Damn. Really good. Um, One of the things I haven't done is traveled uh, up around like the north of the United States, but um, I, I, hopefully I get to go. Um, and did that? It, that did that experience uh, later made you made you want to go to Costa Rica? Like meeting, I know you're meeting Puerto Ricans, but. Or I guess my question is, what 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 makes you go to Costa Rica one day? Yeah, um, it's actually really funny. I um, I used to room with a person um, that played quite a bit of PlayStation. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> quite a bit. He like, yeah, he like legitimately played like for hours and hours and hours and hours, and he he made a lot of friends online. Mm-hmm. And he he made this one particular friend um, that, you know, it, it just it turned out that he lived in Fort Worth in Dallas. And then um, they agreed to meet by having the guy from Fort Worth come to our house in mm-hmm. Austin, Texas, where I was living. And when my friend told me, I was I was like a little weird. I was like, ah, I don't. There's like a stranger coming that you met online. He's going to stay the night. Like, that's kind of that's. <laughs> That is odd. (laughs) I was like, cool. I'm going to lock my door for the night and just like, (laughs) no, but, um, yeah, I came down and we like met and we just, we just hit it off completely. We we just completely hit it off and became really, really good friends. And, um, and after, after he was done with college at a TCU, uh, you know, Texas Christian university, he moved to Costa Rica. Um, that guy, that guy that you met, that random dude. That's crazy. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So now, I've been to Costa Rica like four or five times and I just, I just go visit him and each, each uh, time that I go, I make more friends um, and more friends and more friends. So it did, it just like, you know, becomes like a, like a yeah, that's a pretty <laughs> badass story. Some random stranger <laughs> that your friend met exactly. online. Oh, that's uh, exactly. Yeah. And, and uh, how was the, the first experience to Costa Rica? I've never been. 
to Latin America, just twat yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the first experience was um was was nuts because you know, nuts. like I said, I had I yeah, like like I had I, I had never been outside of like the US or you uh-huh. know, Mexico really or northern Mexico, not even like you know, like the deep Mexico, like actual Mexico. But um, yeah, yeah, I, um yeah, it was just like you know, first of all, from like um from like a nature standpoint, it's just completely beautiful. Like <sighs> everywhere you look, it's just like like wallpaper. That, that you would have on your screen like mm. it's just it's just crazy um like most of the beaches that i've been to like you usually have a lot of space between like the water and like you know whatever it is that um whether it's like a city or something there's like a big patch of like just sand like mm-hmm. like like yards and yards but um yeah um costa rica has like the jungle and like a few feet of sand like wow. beautiful white sand and like water like there, there's it's 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 just all like that's that's what makes it so beautiful i think that is it's it's all just it's it's, it's also close and, just and makes it you're in, you're living in the jungle then right like your uh your stay where you're wherever you stay basically. in the middle of the jungle how's that <laughs> basically it's uh it's interesting there's there's a lot of um weird insects and a lot of weird things like that um that that kind of make it for an interesting experience because you know most people that you know live there aren't aren't, aren't really like perturbed you know by yeah. oh yeah that's that's a like a giant, you know, whatever, like a giant, a giant, and whatever. I'm, I'm, and, yeah. And I'm, and I'm over here like, I'm not going to get near that. Like, I'm not going to walk into that room until we like put it in a jar and like take it outside or do something. <laughs> right. So, um, but, but yeah. And like, you know, kind of like, like in a similar fashion to my friends in Puerto Rico, like I just find, um, their style of speaking and like, you know, using the Spanish language is so, so beautiful. It's so different than from, from what I was like, when I was taught, but you know, what I learned, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but even just like, you know, just, um, you know, like I said, I had only been to the U.S. Mexico and just like, of course, I know that there's other places out there, right? Like, oh, yeah. of course, like, like there's, there's, we're like in a world, right? But actually, you know, actually traveling to another country and seeing people live their lives in a different way, in a different part of the world um, is really like, eye opening right like there's yeah. other parts of it. like there's other things happening like it's it's <laughs> as like um cliche and like egocentric as that sounds i feel like it's something that needs to be done for you to like actually realize like oh there's there's more things out there that i could that i could see that i could do that i could experience that i could be a, a part of right um it's like you know one thing to read on them read about them on like a book or like be taught but it's it's you know you're never going to compare it to actually going there and immersing yourself and meeting new people and how they live and how they talk and what they do and what they eat and it's just it's just eye-opening yeah yeah what is what are like the normal things over there or some normal things that you would consider weird i mean besides the jar thing you know the big animals in your room um (laughs) uh that over here in the united states would be considered odd or like when you went you were you were like that's odd but it really wasn't it was normal over there this is one of the beautiful things about going abroad like you said it's a different way of yeah life. well i mean i wouldn't necessarily say like so so for me personally i grew up in el paso in like a desert right like the nearest like body of waters like hours and hours drive away right so i just always thought that for them it's just so normal to be like the beach is like an hour away and it's like a beautiful beach or if we want to go to like a volcano to go check it out or to like a lake like that they have access to so many natural uh, resources yeah. to enjoy 
like on a daily basis and it's 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 not like they have to take a flight anywhere they, they can just like drive a short a short ride you know mm-hmm. um as opposed to el paso like i said we, we 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 do have like a beautiful mountain range but as far as that goes like that's where it it it, it ends like we don't have like the Pacific or the Caribbean ocean at our disposal within like an hour drive. We, we don't have like a beautiful volcano that's erupting this weekend that we could just go that's check crazy. out. And, like, that's ex- a, yeah. Like, and that's a regular like, thing over beautiful. there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's just, um, yeah, it's just like one of those things, like I said, that like the world has so much to offer. Right. And yeah. it's just crazy that, that those things happen like constantly like, Hey, yeah, you want to go check out like an erupted volcano from like a distance and see like, like the lava streams at night. And it's just mm. so beautiful. I'm just like, Oh, that's, that's a different way to see life for sure. <laughs> like, what about, what about the stars? Kinds of things. How are the stars, man? The stars are, um, yeah, you know, because it's, it's, yeah. Cause it's a much, you know, smaller country. Um, and it's, it's, it's not as, dense um as soon as you live san jose the uh, you know capital it, it gets it gets pretty dense pretty easily and uh, oh, um, yeah so it's it's just um it's just beautiful yeah um, it's one of my favorite things it is it yeah it's it's um yeah it's for sure it puts things in a perspective right like yeah this um you're like small you're so right? you really and, it, <laughs> and when you're seeing it in the ocean it's like it doesn't end it's crazy Exactly. Yeah. For actually for like one of, um, one of my friend's birthday parties, we, uh, we all, we all got on like a boat and drove to like an Island, um, which, which made it so that we could see the stars like a little bit better. And we just kind of spent the night like on a boat anchored to this, this Island and the stars were That's just incredible. the most incredible thing. Yeah. You can actually see like the, the arm of like the Milky way kind of like span, right? Like, like, like a dense cluster of, um, you know, stars and you're just like, yeah, it just like puts 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 a lot of things into perspective for sure. Man, does it make you want to go back when you think of that? Because I think of those like movie <laughs> moments when I'm like, "How is this real? This is life." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I um, yeah, like I I have tons of plans to you know go back. Like I said, I I uh, the more often I go, like the more I meet more people, the more I meet more friends, the more I um, yeah, there's just so, so mm-hmm. much they do. Like I said, there's so many beaches. There are so many volcanoes. There are so many things to see. Um, that, um, yeah. And how, do go you, back. how do you end up meeting these friends? Because that's what that's always like. Um, I, I think when I go to a new country, like it's the first priority: meet the people, because these people are going to uh-huh. lead to the crazy adventures. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, you know, mostly mostly through my friend. Like he, he like makes mm. friends while he's there. Yeah, and I go. Always um, good to have a local. It is. It is. Oh yeah, definitely a thousand percent. Cause the locals, <laughs> yeah, they like, they know what the best, you know, places to eat are. They know what mm. like the best things to see are like to give you an example. Um, like I had a family friend recently contact me and be like, Hey, like I'm looking at this place in Costa Rica. Um, and we're trying to look at this beach, you know, would you, would you recommend it? And I was like, well, let me ask my friend. He like knows. And he's like, no dude that that beach is like one of like the (laughs) like the dirtiest ones that has like the most like prostitution and things like that and you know tell me you should go here so i'm like yeah that's that's like the the power of like knowing the locals like imagine like traveling like across the world and then to just go to like the wrong beach (laughs) oh (laughs) man (laughs) especially if you only have like a like a like a week but in that week, if you meet a local, I say that's first priority. Cause like you said, you got to go to the good restaurants. You got to avoid the common traps, you know, that it would take you a while to like learn. 
Uh, exactly, exactly. You, you know, but I will say that um, a few of like the friends that I, that I have met there have met my friends through just like um, like random events. Like um, um, like one of the friends that I met um, met my friend in Costa Rica by just going to like uh, like a bird watch tour throughout like the jungle. He just you know he just said, "Cool, I'm I'm gonna go on this like tour to see if we catch some catch some birds and meet meet." you know, meet some people. So that's actually one of the things that I've always admired um, about him that, that I need to work on myself. Like I, I need to do more things like that. Just, just to go to random events that pique my interest and just talk to people and meet people. Right. Um, I'm like a natural, in, uh, natural introverted person. So I wouldn't necessarily do that just on my own accord. Like, yeah, I'm going to go to a thing just by myself, just to meet people. Um, Dude, this thing about uh, meeting, going to events is a thing that not only you can apply, you can apply to like uh, even living here in the United States. Because you're right. It's like you get to meet so many people. And I've been doing that lately, talking to strangers. But abroad, you're so interesting already because you're, you're a foreigner. You're, you're from the United States yeah. and you're, exactly. you're uncommon. Um, so much to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite <laughs> things is to have a, do a cooking class, even though I've only done it twice. It's like the best because I love cooking. But um, nice. uh, uh, I was thinking about, yeah, man. Oh, man, I got to get down to Costa Rica. You talked about the Spanish. And um, I don't know if this happened to you, but when I was in Cuba, I, me and my friend found ourselves speaking kind of like Cuban Spanish after three weeks. We caught ourselves like, okay. are you making the Cuban accent? What's going on here? Do you find yourself speaking with a Costa Rican accent? after a few oh, months 1000 one, 1, and it's actually not even after like a few months it's after a few hours <laughs> like I, it, it just <laughs> sorry you're good um unconsciously happens <clears throat> um um yeah whenever i like call my mom on like the phone she'll be like hey you know why are you talking like that I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> but yeah for sure that's um, that's so weird it quite often yeah it is it is it's like uh but i like it <laughs> yeah. I, um it sucks that i lost it do you did your spanish get way better living out there for a bit um i would say so yeah 1000 percent. because um yeah it's, it's just 100 percent spanish you know mostly mostly when i'm here in the states i i only speak spanish with like my mom like mm-hmm. that's it really like even even when i call my sister or um when i when i call my little brother um, we just yeah speak English, and when I'm here, of, of course, like my friends, I'll speak English. When I'm at work, it's just English. Um, so yeah, and even even like when I'm here, um, we all play a lot of uh, um, online video games. So we, we we you know I get to practice my my Spanish um, you know quite a bit. So I'd say that yeah, it has gone better for sure, and it has um, you know reminded me of words that I learned as a child, you know, growing up in Mexico that I stopped using when I like came here basically to the United States, um, that I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a word for that. But yeah. Food, yeah. food in Costa Rica, favorite dish. Yeah. What, if I go to Costa Rica, what dish do I have to have? Definitely. Yeah. Um, they actually have, um, they have like a national dish called, um, God, I forget the name of it, but it's, it's it's basically like a mixture of like rice and beans and like a lot of different condiments. Um, mm. I mean, I I'd like how simple it is, but it's it's very tasty and like you can eat like like the the base is always rice and beans, but mm. as far as like what what 
you know, goes into it. It's just up to you. But um, there's there's so many different things that you can add to it. And yeah, like I said, I was I was at first kind of surprised. Like this is like the national dish. It sounds kind of simple, like just rice and beans. <laughs> but, like, yeah, but but then you try it and you're like, okay, I I see what's happening here. Um, oh, the national dish is rice and beans. I I gotta yeah. try these rice and beans. Yeah, yeah. Costa yeah. Rican. Yeah, I um, yeah, you know when I when I first went there, I I thought like, oh, they're they're gonna be like huge on seafood, but it 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 wasn't really necessarily the case. Um, even though what? they are, they they yeah, they they have a coast in the Pacific and a coast in the Caribbean. It didn't it, it didn't really seem like they were like very like um, you know, fish heavy. Did you ever ask why? No, actually, I haven't. I wonder sure. why, because it does. It's yeah. like you got so much ocean. So much, yeah. I <laughs> much so much ocean. Um, what what did uh, so going to Costa Rica? What did it teach you about the United States? These are like my rapid fire type of deal questions <laughs> for travel. What did what did it teach you about the United States? Because you said it's like a mirror, or it's it's like a mirror. I said, yeah. Um, I mean, it just it just puts a lot into perspective. Honestly, like like just how lucky we are to have so many different things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like um like i met a lot of people there um that went to high school in like ecuador and then they went to college in like another country and the necessity of that was like that's just where the best high schools were and then you find a better college and it just happens to be in a different country right and here mm-hmm. in the united states we we have like the luxury um of just being like well the good high schools and the good colleges are here right like we don't we don't have to go to like another country just to get like a better education, whether it be high school or whether it be college, um, which is a double-edged sword, obviously, because you do miss out on like, you know, living somewhere else and meeting new people yeah. and living in like a different country. Right. Yeah. Um, but that was like one of the first things that for sure stood up and just, um, yeah, just, just how like they're so comfortable with like, Oh yeah. Like, I grew up as a child in this country and then I went to high school in this country and then I went to college in this country and now I'm living in this country. Like that's very normal to them. And I'm not, I'm not necessarily sure if like, if it, if it's just been my own personal life story where like my life has just been centered around like the, like the United States mm-hmm. or whether people with more money can do that or whatever the case may be. But I, I, I did find that it'd be kind of like a common thing. Like, Oh yeah, I was, I was born in Panama and now I live in Costa Rica and now I went to high school in Ecuador. Because, wow. High yeah. school in Ecuador. Yeah, things like that. Um, which again, like like I would ask, like, that sounds so strange. Like, why? And they're like, Well, that's just where the best ones were, and that's what 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 you do. Like you 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 go to where the best resource is. And like I said, here in the US, it's it's all just mostly here. So you don't really have yeah. to do that, right? Yeah. Um, Damn. But but yeah, like I said, it's it's a double edged because I'm sure that they have a lot more interesting life experiences to be traveling around and meeting new new people, immersing mm-hmm. them, you know, themselves in different cultures than just like, yeah, my high school's down the street, my college is also down the street. Like you're probably not gonna be as experienced in a lot of different things that life has to offer um, than, than those people. But yeah. Yeah. What about your what about fears? What did uh going to Costa Rica, did it teach you anything about your fears? Uh if anything, it, it, it helped me face them. <laughs> like gotcha. I said, I was, I was born like in a, like in a desert. I had always been terrified of the idea of like being in the open ocean. Like that was just a big no, no to me because <laughs> for so many different things, like, like, you don't know, like, I don't, I don't know if there's going to be like a riptide that'll just like 
pull me under and then, and then I die and then that's it. Or like, if like a, mm-hmm. like a great white shark just has yeah. to be like, yeah. <laughs> and because like, that's, that's, that's the thing that there, there are apex predators out there, like in the ocean. Like Damn. that's, that's the thing in um, El Paso that, that I, that I just did not grow up on. Like there's no apex predator that you just, you're, you're just not going to meet a thing that might kill you if you're walking down the street. Yeah. But there is a Costa Rica. Like if you decide to go into like the ocean or um, you know things like that. Like if you decide, like like if you get a little too close to a volcano, like there 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 is a chance that like what like, <laughs> there's yeah, a like, chance are you gonna like, die? <laughs> yeah, there like really wow. is. Like you just don't know, and it's just like you just um, yeah. Like I I. I still got a little close to the volcano and I, I still went into the ocean. Like I, I faced those kinds of fears. Um, as far as like unraveling new ones, um, I wouldn't necessarily say that I did. I just, um, it just helped me, like I said, like confront those kinds of things. Like this is kind of scary, but mm. yeah, you, you just can't live like that. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I just have a couple more questions. Uh, this first yeah, yeah, one yeah, is what advice do you have for freshman college students who are studying computer science, if any? Yeah, um, I would say for sure that, um, like, you should be comfortable um, being in situations where you don't know things, um, but you should um, have confidence in yourself and your ability to, like, learn whatever it needs um, and whatever you need to get things done, right? So... When I was at like my first internship, like if if a person asked me a question, mm-hmm. I felt like I had to know everything. Like I, I felt like I had to answer. Like I had forty years of software engineering under my belt. I was not comfortable being like, you know what? I don't know, but I can figure it out. Like that's that's the mentality that um, that it took me a long time to learn to just be able to say like, look, I don't know, <laughs> but. Mm. I'll get back to you because I know that I can go and I could do research and I could, you know, whether it's like a framework, whether it's a library, whether it's an algorithm, you know, whatever the case may be, I know. Um, and I have confidence in myself that if I look at it enough, I look at enough examples, I look at it at how it's used, I can get back to you and discuss whatever it is that, that, you know, you need, whether it's like a person, whether it's your engineering manager, that's asking you that, whether it's a product manager, whether it's a, you know, whether it's like a professor, like you should feel comfortable being like, I don't know. Um, but I'll get back to you on that. Mm. That's, that's been huge for me. Huge, huge. Did you pick that up after? Cause you told me earlier before we started the conversation that you've now been interviewing people. Did you pick it up now that you're interviewing people or in college? No, no, no. I picked that up in, um, um, not even in college. Like I've, uh, worked at a couple of different companies and yeah, just, you know, throughout the years, um, just working in the, in the industry and just, um, you know, watching how others work, watching how I work, watching myself. Um, after a while, you just kind of understand that, like, look, like you're not going to know everything, but you should have confidence in your ability to know that you can figure it out. Um, and that'll, that'll take you very far. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, last question here, let's say you could uh, give a message to every study abroad student before they get on their flight. Uh, what would you tell them before they go to another country? Um, I would tell them to, um, honestly, just enjoy every, every second of, of it. Um, and to not be afraid to like 
try different things um mm. whether it's like food whether it's like a weird like kind of dance whether it's like the culture whether it's and whatever the case may be um try to like push your comfort zones a little bit um because it just applies to a lot of a lot of different things in life if you do for sure um and also you know before you know it it's it's going to be over like my yeah. my four months at um you know harvard were like a blink of an eye now that i think about it oh yeah so um there's times where i would be like a, a little stressed about like about work there or you know whatever the, the the case may be and if i would have stopped and said hey like your time is very limited here just enjoy it mm. um i feel like maybe i would have enjoyed it a little bit more so that for sure as well just enjoy it definitely definitely do you have any um do you have any questions or parting thoughts that you uh you wanted to give um no just thanks so much for for having me man no man thank you for giving me your time yeah 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 if uh let's say somebody wants to reach out to you let's say they want to ask you for a piece of advice where can they find you online if they can find you maybe you you don't want them to find you (laughs) no yeah for sure uh they could reach out to me on my instagram um didn't get the memo as my handle if they have any questions i love about your it. your instagram <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks yeah if they have any questions about um yeah about college about software about travel about lifting um if they want to refer at twitter mm. we can talk about it yeah yeah no man thanks so much for giving me your time and for all the experiences and and you know thanks so much for being um a great mentor to my good friend paola like she really appreciates yeah, sure. you you really uh impacted her life you accomplished that mission man and uh and uh, to Thanks everyone so yeah to everyone listening um we'll talk to you next time hey there if you enjoyed this episode well green light new episodes of the dose of caesar come out every week so make sure to follow and subscribe on whatever platform you get your podcasts if you feel that more people should listen to this podcast and share this episode with your tribe if you want to connect with me or if you just want some extra doses of cesar of caesar of cesarine bingui then you can sign up for my free weekly email newsletter called the caesar encyclopedia where i share what i learn every week or you can reach out to me on Instagram at the dose of Caesar. We'll see you next time.